Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome into the Morning Five podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 8th. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Billy, today is National Molasses Bar Day. I don't know how to feel about this. I like I'm not completely against it because I don't think I've ever had it, but I don't okay. I, me thinking molasses just I'm not a big fan of that, so I'm guessing no. Yeah, I'm gonna be out on this. Uh, I'm not a big fan of molasses. Now, I've never had a molasses bar, to be fair. Um, but uh, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be out on, on this. I looked up pictures of it. Doesn't look like something I would enjoy. Um, and it almost looks like a brownie, which I don't think it is. I would try it. I would try a molasses bar one time. You know, try anything once. Uh, but uh, but I'm gonna be out. I'm gonna be out here on the molasses bar day. Not a huge fan of molasses. We put it in stuff every now and then to cook, but just as I don't know, a standalone thing. Not a big fan of molasses. Not a huge fan of molasses. Uh, Billy, today also is National Boy Scout Day. Were you ever in the Boy Scouts when you were little? Uh, I was in the Cub Scouts. I never got to the Boy Scout level. I didn't know there was a difference. Uh. It's kind of kind of the same, but yeah. Now I'm now I'm questioning what I was in when I was a little kid. <laughs> was I in the Cub Scouts or was I in the Boy Scouts? I don't know. I wasn't in it for very long, so I'm gonna assume it was the Cub Scouts and I was young. Um so maybe it was the Cub Scouts. I don't know. Now that you said that I am questioning what I was in <laughs> when I was a little kid because now I can't remember. Uh no matter what it was, I wasn't in it for very long, under a month. I can tell you is how long I was in it. My two cousins, though, uh, they were in Boy Scouts. They made it all the way through to Eagle Scout, um, and they told me all the all the stuff they had to do to become an Eagle Scout. All the like the the camping in sub zero temperature with no tent and just a sleeping bag, I think, and uh, all the stuff they went through. And uh, my response to that was to hell with that. That's uh, right. I want I want no part of that. I don't like the cold. Uh, I don't like it being cold outside when I'm inside in a, what, a hoodie and sweatpants and my heaters set on 65, uh, much less being outside in a sleeping bag, sleeping under sub-zero temperatures. No, thank you. Uh, no, no, thank you. So, yeah, today, Molasses Bar Day and National Boy Scout Day. Billy, do you know what I am not juiced about this morning? Uh, yeah, I do. I, I unfortunately do, but go ahead. Let's let's talk about it. Let's 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 get on the couch and talk about it. Let's 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 talk about what was, in my opinion, a really bad loss. The Hawks fall to the Pelicans last night, one sixteen to one hundred seven. 
Um, as everybody knows, I listen to the Locked On Hawks podcast with Brad Rowland. Does a phenomenal job. Does a better job breaking down the Hawks than I ever will. Um, and I, I, I got done with that game last night, and I stayed up to watch the LeBron game. So I, I sort of had uh, Locked On Hawks playing in the background while I was watching the Lakers play last night. And in my opinion, that was one of the worst losses I've seen this year. It's not the worst loss, for sure, from the Hawks. But I think it's in, I think it's in the top 10 performance-wise for the worst Hawks loss I've seen all year. Brad Rowland says it is a normal loss. And after he broke down why he said it was a normal loss, then I, I, I sort of got more towards the way he was thinking. But it's still a terrible, terrible loss. We, we lost to a Pelicans team that was just on like a historic eight-game losing streak. Now, they are on a bit of a winning streak now. But they were just coming off a really long losing streak. They didn't have Zion Williamson. Um, that that team that team when healthy is, is a decent team, but they haven't been healthy all year long. Whether it's been Valachunas, whether it's been Ben Ingram, whether it's been uh, Zion Williamson, you know they've had they've had injuries all year long. And in like Bobby Carpenter says, the best ability is availability, and the Pelicans haven't had that. And it's the, it's the last game of, the, of a five game road trip, a West Coast five game road trip, and he was talking about. People were having, you know, sore legs. DeJounte Murray. Uh, did you hear DeJounte Murray was questionable last night before the game? No. That's do you know why? Do you know why he was questionable? If you, you say sore legs, I'm going to laugh. No, no, not sore legs. Hims, Hims had a wheel headache. Oh. Yeah, a migraine. He almost sat out a basketball game for a migraine. Billy, how many games do you think Michael Jordan missed because of a migraine? Well, you to be fair, okay, you can't compare you can't compare Devon DeJounte Murray to Michael Jordan. Oh, no, I'm not I'm not. I'm not. I'm just asking how many games do you think Michael Jordan sat out because of a migraine? Obviously none. What what about, you know, Kareem Wilt, Magic, Larry? Think yeah. any of those guys sat out because of a headache? You're comparing them to greats, all-time greats. No, 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 not comparing. I'm just asking how many games you think uh, they sat out with a wiggle headache. <laughs> None. The point is he didn't. No, he didn't, but he should have. He played oh. like crap. Um, 19.7 assists, 5 rebounds. That's so pretty good. He played like absolute. Nobody played good. Billy, nobody played good. A bogey played good. You look at the stats and... <laughs> I mean, it. He didn't. He did not play well. He nobody played well. Murray played terrible. Trey played okay. Uh, Hunter had probably the worst game I've ever seen him play in his entire career. He uh, actually Hunter had to go to the uh, to the locker room at one point. Do you know why? No. He had a bloody lip. Jesus. Bloody lip. We go to the locker room because of a bloody lip. Meanwhile, I've seen hockey players get their thigh sliced open with a skate, get stitches on the bench and not miss a shift. Uh, it, it, it was a very frustrating game last night. And and Brad Rowland did a very good job of Lockdown Hawks podcast to calm me down after the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, DeJounte Murray, when you look at the stat line, 1975, it looks like, oh, all right, he had a good game. He played like crap. The entire team played like crap. Uh, Trey couldn't shoot, couldn't hit anything. Bogey was the only bright spot on the entire team. Uh, last night came in and without him the, the Hawks lost the third quarter 29 to 22 and without bogey that would have been probably 29 to 3 
Um, Bogey was Bogey was about the sole reason coming off the bench that that third quarter wasn't an absolute blowout. Um, it, it's it's probably it was probably the worst game I've seen Hunter play all all year long. Hunter Trey and Murray went five for twenty one for threes, and we shot thirty three percent from the three point line as a team last night. Yeah, that's just that's just terrible. It it is it's terrible. As you know, to steal Charles Barkley's line, it's just terrible. I wish I need to, I need to put that on a hot button. It's just terrible, terrible. Uh, the turnovers in the fourth quarter, the turnovers really in the second half were, you know, the tail of the tape. It, it did look like we had tired legs at times, um, not getting back on fast breaks sometimes. I mean, they outscored us on a fast breaks by almost double digits. I think they were close to 10 points. Um, and it brings us back down below 500 again, 27 and 28 with the trade deadline looming tomorrow at noon. Uh, the Hawks will have a game that day. Uh, they will have a game tomorrow, but it will be after the trade deadline. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, man. I, this team as currently constructed. I don't know if it has enough shooting to enough, enough consistent shooting to make a big run in the, uh, in the playoffs. So, I, I mean, do you think we make a big move before the trade deadline, bring in somebody that's going to alter this roster? Or do you think we hold serve and maybe trade for one or two, just kind of middling guys and, continue to go 500 the rest of the year so i i read a uh, athletic article yesterday about that about that same question that you just asked me and it was a really good written article and it better be for 75 dollars a month it's not 75 dollars a month um basically laid out the fact that the hawks are we're not good enough right now to to get to the point where we can trade big assets, trade for big assets and get back. It big what? Big assets. Oh, I missed the last part of that word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's it's one of those moments that we're right right now in our our build of this team that's the money side of things is way overblown for a few a few players and we still have to fill out like the rest of the team which is terrible so i don't think it's going to be a big big day for us today or tomorrow to get to get to the trade deadline i wouldn't expect well, anything I don't, major i don't like that approach at all billy uh, I, don't, I don't i don't enjoy that approach at all I mean, the money aspect is something you need to consider. Trey right now is making $37 million this year. John's at 23 Capella's at 18 Bogey's at 18 and DeJounte's at 16 Yeah, um, let's get the next year, Trey jumps over 40 um, Hunter jumps from, like, 9 to 20-something. Um, so, like, between Hunter, Capella, Murray, who is only under contract through next season... Um, Hurry, Murray, Trey, Hunter, Capella, Bogey, if he opts in, will be plus, I can't remember who else it was off the top of my head. Um, right now for next year, Trey is at 40, John's at 25, Clint's at 21, Hunter's at 20, Bogey's at 18, it is a player option, and DeJounte Murray is at 17. And then we have Okongwu at 8, AJ Griffin at 3, and Jalen Johnson at 2. So John, Hunter... Murray, Trey, Capella, and Bogey. Between those five, it's going to be over the um, 
<laughs> over the salary cap already. Yeah, yeah. Salary, salary, total cap. Uh, salary cap is one sixty. Um, and right now it looks like we are going to be about twenty six million over the cap with just those people. Um, so yeah, it, it really depends. It really comes down to what the owners want to do. Do they want to pay the luxury tax and have a good team? Or do they want to trade uh, Kevin trade Kevin Herter, not go into the luxury tax, and have a team that's going to float around 500? Um, my, my fear is that we don't do anything at the trade deadline. We get out of this season close to 500, don't make a big run in the playoffs, and come the offseason, Trey requests the trade. Um, that's, that's sort of my fear right now, is that Trey will request a trade come the offseason if we don't make any big moves at the trade deadline it's going to be tough to move a 40 million dollar contract but we've seen it happen before in the nba um and teams will make it happen for for trey young so uh if that if that happens it's a complete reset on this hawks roster again uh i mean it's there's no reason to keep murray there's no reason to keep hunter there's no reason to keep anybody honestly trade the entire team uh so i i think this trade deadline is a big trade deadline in the saga that is the uh, the Hawks with Trey Young. If we don't if we don't make a big move this this trade deadline, I think it is going to spell the end of Trey Young in Atlanta. As much as I hate to say that, I think this is the year. If we don't make some sort of push tomorrow to get a to get someone else on this roster that can add value to it, I think this is the last year that Trey Young plays basketball in Atlanta. All right, last night's history happened, Bryce. Absolute history yeah. happened. Yeah, absolutely did. Uh, my five and six team won two games in a row. So, yeah, history <laughs> history made. History made. Big night. LeBron James passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time scoring leader. LeBron last night had 38.7 rebounds, three assists. Pretty strong night, and it's a good thing I... I picked him last night. In yeah. The fantasy league. Yeah. Had an absolute monster night last night. He's had a great year. Um, really a kind of a quiet, great year because the Lakers are kind of poo poo. Um, I think they're five games under 500 right now, but LBJ's had a, had a monster year, you know, passing this, passing this, uh, this record, Billy, where for you does LBJ sit on your goat status? You know, where is he? If you had a, if you had to come up with a top five, NBA players of all time. Where does he sit for you? He's top five. Um, I'm not sure he's one. I, for me, it's always going to be one. It's, it's going to be Jordan one. Um, Jordan's just... <sighs> Jordan was a, a scorer. Jordan was everything he needed to be for, for the Bulls, including a, a, a voracious leader. And he went to six... NBA Finals and won all six. LBJ can't say that. Um, no, he can't. Absolutely not. No. Nope. I, I'd say he's top, top top five, but I don't think I can say that, you know, outside of that. You know what I mean? Right, right. He's two for me. LBJ's two for me. Um, this is going to be controversial. Uh, Michael Jordan's three for me. I think he's in, in my oh, status of greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah, Jordan's three, um, LBJ is two. The point of playing the game is to win the game. Yeah. Uh, and nobody nobody did it better than Bill Russell. He has the most rings. Um, I mean, there was, a, there was a stint, I think it was like 10 years in a row, 
if you include high school, college, and basketball, or in the NBA, uh, he went like 10 or 12 years straight uh, being the champion of whatever he was playing in, whether it was a high school basketball championship, college basketball championship, or the NBA championship. I think it was like 10 or 12 years in a row, he won a ring. Uh, and and the, point, the point of playing the game is to win the game, and nobody did it better than Bill Russell. He, he, is, he is, in my opinion, the greatest NBA player of all time. But it's, it's one of those things, you know, my dad and I were talking about this over the weekend. It's hard to compare eras because, it is. you know, Wilt played an era where nobody was even close to what Wilt Chamberlain brought to the table. Uh, you know, LeBron plays in an era where defensively, if you touch a guy, he's, he, you know, that's a foul. Um, and, and Michael Jordan played in an era where the, the best player he played against was a six foot one fat man who is now a TV commentator. So it is, you know, it's just, it's so hard comparing eras. Uh, you know, I, I'd love to see what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would look like if he played in today's NBA with the with the science we know about the body and the nutrition and the fueling. So it's um it's fun to compare, you know, players and errors and stuff like that, but it's it's really hard when you're going up against GOAT status. Like, look at Pistol Pete. You know, I think they went back and they said if there was a three-point line when Pistol Pete played, he would have averaged like 44 points per game in his career. Uh so, you know, it's 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 tough to it's tough to go and, and average all that out and the NBA wasn't the NBA it is now back then. It it it, it is interesting to look though what LB, LBJ is doing at the age of 38. Uh, he's he's averaging 30.2 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, and seven and uh, seven assists per game this year. Jordan yeah. at 38, it was just coming off a two-year retirement, so you know he had two years not in the NBA. It, it's not like he was taking those days off. I'm sure Michael Jordan was still working out, uh, but he was coming off a two-year retirement. Uh, Jordan at 38 was averaging 22.9 points per game, 5.7 rebounds per game, and 5.2 assists per game. Magic was out of the league by 38, so. It is very interesting to see what LeBron is doing at 38. And I, I, you know, everybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm a big LeBron fan. I love LeBron James. I think he is a, I think he's a great role model for a lot of kids. Um, I, you know, I know people hate him and I know people are going to give me hate for saying that, but I, I think LeBron is a great role model for kids. It, it shows what dedication and hard work. I mean, have you ever seen LeBron James on the front page of a newspaper or, or an ESPN article about being arrested or having anything done outside of basketball illegal. Nope. I mean, it, you know, he's with his high school sweetheart. He's been with her obviously since high school. He has a kid. He has families. You know, I know a lot of people give him crap for his political takes and his antics on the court and everything, but I'm, I'm a big LeBron fan. I will always defend LeBron. I think he is a great role model for a lot of people. Uh, he's not perfect. Nobody is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, he's, I got him second all time on my goat list. I got Jordan third and I got uh, Bill Russell number one. All right. Uh, let's get to the big game on Sunday. Uh, it's, it's kind of a big game. Kind of. It is a big game. It's a, uh, it's a super game. Uh, and you know, uh, they will play it in a bowl and much like the game being played in a bowl, I believe Pat McAfee will be enjoying that as well before the game. Uh, so, so today's yeah. you have Pat McAfee. So yeah. Let's get this out of the way real quick. Okay. 76% of the money is on the Eagles. <laughs> hey, everybody watched in the trenches with AQ, and now everybody's believe I, I'm on the hype train with the Eagles. Me too. And I, but I'm like, yeah. dear Lord, man, 76%? That's it's nuts, unreal. dude. 
I'm telling you, everybody watched In the Trenches with A.Q. Shipley, and now everybody is putting their money boop, on the Eagles. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Which is crazy. That's the only word that all of Philadelphia can actually spell correctly. Oh, uh, let's fired. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Uh, let's look at the Eagles offense versus the Chiefs defense. Billy Jalen Hurts, Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown. Uh, they have some absolute dogs on the offense for the Philadelphia Eagles. My big question is, can they take care of their business against the Chiefs defense? The Chiefs defense that has over 50 sacks this year uh, in the regular season. They've done a great job of picking off. Um, quarterbacks averaging about uh, uh, almost almost interception per game. Who has the edge right here, in your opinion, with the Eagles offense versus the Chiefs defense? I think the Eagles offense does, um, and yeah. let me tell you why. And this is part of it. It's not it's not the skill position that have the edge. It's it is those guys in the trenches. It is those hog mollies. It's Jason Kelsey and the other guys on the on that offensive line that have been absolute dogs all year long all year long and you want to talk about what they talk about kansas city's had 50 50 55 55 sacks all year that's that's all good and well let's see what you can do against this offensive line because i will be absolutely surprised if there is more than three sacks on um, on uh, Jalen Hurts on Sunday night. I really you took you took the words right out of my mouth, dude. I mean that's that's exactly how I feel too. Uh, Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, Lane Johnson, and the rest of that offensive line are absolute dogs, and I I think that is what gives the Eagles' offense the edge over the Chiefs' defense. I think that offensive line is going to have their will on the defensive line. I think this is going to be, uh, I say this a lot, and it never comes true. I think this is going to be a very offensive game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring offensive game. Um, I say that a lot, and it seems like every time I say that, it doesn't happen. So um, we'll see, but I'm getting, I'm giving the Eagles offense uh, the edge here over the Chiefs defense. Billy, do you know who the third-string quarterback is for the Eagles? No, I don't. I, I, I did, I'm looking at their depth chart, and it's just names that are popping up. Uh, Ian Book is the third string quarterback for the Eagles. Notre I did Dame. not know he was still in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, Notre Dame's wow. Ian Book. Um, and the fourth string running back for the Eagles is Trey Sermon. I did know that. I've forgotten he was there. Yeah, he went from San Francisco to Philadelphia. I did. Yeah, I completely that. forgot about that. Yeah. I knew he wasn't with San Fran anymore. Huh. So that's interesting. But yeah, I'm giving the Eagles offense the tick over the Chiefs defense just because of the offensive line advantage the Eagles have. All right, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard, shall we? Let's do it. Bryce, unfortunately, there's a lot of red. A lot. Uh, that's, not that's, that's, not, that's not great. No, no, not at all. In girls basketball, Lamar County beat Temple last night 69-58. to McKenna Nix had 29. Scotland McCoy, 11 points. Carly Bagwell, 6. And Anna Howell had 6 as well. County beat Crawford County last night as well. Um, so that's a big win for her county. Jasmine Owens had 25 points and 11 rebounds. Continue to just dominate, Jasmine. That's awesome. And I'm gonna give you a I'm gonna give you a preview right there, Billy. Uh Jasmine Owens, 25 points, 11 rebounds. McKenna Nick's 29 points last night. Yeah. Guess who play guess who plays each other on Saturday? Really? Uh-huh. In Temple. 
We got the Temple Tigers ladies basketball team versus the Heard County Braves ladies basketball team. Folks, I said this on Twitter last night. I've been looking forward to this girls region tournament for like a month. I cannot wait, dude. I am so excited. You and I are going to Temple, right, on Saturday? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, 1.30, I believe, but we will double check that and, uh, and, and make sure that that is correct. But I believe 1.30 or 2.30, either way, my basketball, 2.30. 2.30, Lady Tigers are now scheduled to play Heard County Saturday at 2.30 at Temple. Yes, I will 1,000% be there. All right. Uh, Northwest Whit- Whitfield beat Central 53-30 to last night. Bremen beat Adairsville 59-55. Billerica beats Midtown 44-42. to Amaya Fraser had 27 points. Carlson County beats, or excuse me, falls to Fanning County 60-25. to Elbowbrook beats Carrollton 75-60. to in boys basketball, Temple beats Lamar County 86-43. Crawford County beat Heard County 57-51. Roro Edmondson had 29 points last night. Just unreal. And I think that was a season high for Roro last night. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think 28 was his previous season high, and I think 29 was his new season high. Uh, Central beats Northwest Whitfield 55-45. Isaiah West at 16. Messiah Boykin 15. Max Young had nine, and Jay Harding added five. Bremen falls to Adairsville, 55-42. Set, uh, Villarica beats Midtown, 69-73. Carrollson County beats Fanning. Falls to Fanning County. Did they beat Fanning County? Right. Oh, they beat Fanning County. Oh, my, 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 my bad. I missed. 38. <laughs> Mislabeled those. That was before. I did that first thing when I woke up this morning. That was before I finished my first cup of coffee. Uh, Pebblebrook at Carrollton. We do not have a score for that. Um, Isn't that weird? I think this is the first time all year that we have it. We don't have a. We don't have. I'm gonna have to talk to their uh, sports information director yeah, about this. Need, uh, we can't. Need to yell at their sports yeah. information director. Uh, yeah, we can't have this. Mount Zion beats Atlanta Symphony Orchestra seventy to sixty four. In baseball, Temple fell to Langston Hughes yesterday five to two. Hart County falls to Callaway sixteen to five. Carrollton played. Peachtree Ridge, uh, and we think Carrollton won? Yeah, I thought I saw a tweet last night from Trent Bianco that said they won 4-2, to two, but now I can't find it this morning, so I don't know if I dreamed it, which is entirely possible. That's possible, knowing you. Yeah, it's very, very possible. Yeah, I have, I have weird dreams in, in, in sense that I dream about normal things. That makes it weird. Like, I dream about working and doing podcast stuff, and it's I, I'm a very odd person. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> uh, every, all of our least listeners just agreed with you, Billy. Person. Can we put that as a drop? <laughs> I'm a very odd person. We're just going to use that as the intro to the podcast every single morning. Not, it's nowhere off the truth. Uh, Breedman falls to Alexander 15 to nothing. Uh, on the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar, we've got three games in baseball tonight. Mount Zion versus New Manchester, Bowden versus Pepperell at 5.30, and Central at Villarica at 5.30. That game, I'm gonna, I would love I'm going to try to get out there for that Central Villarica game. i got to hang some basketball goals today. Um, I'm going to try to do that very quickly and maybe get out there around the second or third inning for that Central at Villarica game. That's just up the road, and today, folks, Go out and support every single one of these high schools it's playing because today is going to be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, Central is playing Temple in soccer today. Boys, uh, girls will kick off at 530, boys at 730. 
Ross Carrollton uh, girls will face off at, at East Paulding at seven tonight. And in college basketball, the University of West Georgia will head to Alabama Huntsville and play those awesome. What is the Alabama Huntsville team? I don't know. Made up. The Jack Rabbits. Anyway. The Bull, the bull Weevils. That's the Smith's Four Covering Champions events calendar. Billy, you need another cup of coffee this morning? I do. Yep, yep. Let's hit it up, pal. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. If you are interested in buying or selling a house in the West Georgia area, give her a call. Or if you're looking for a condo just to get away from the family, she'll find you a nice condo to have a uh, vacation every once in a while. Uh, Kyrie Irving felt lack of transparency by the Nets front office, and that's why he wanted a trade. I'm sure you did, Kyrie. I couldn't have been the fact that there was they were straight and up front with you on everything that you effed up on. So no, I'm I, I don't have any good things to say about Kyrie. So we're gonna move on because my mama told me. I don't I don't either. Well well your mama said if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But she didn't know that you were gonna have one of the most successful podcasts in all of West Georgia history. That's true. Uh, people hanging on your every word. So if you don't have nice things to say, this is where to say it because people will eat it up. That's my opinion. As, as good of a role model as LBJ is, Kyrie is the complete opposite. I, I would not want that guy complete. on my team at all, ever. Yeah. No. Uh, Raiders grant Derek Carr permission to visit the Saints. Uh, so right now, the, f- the thing that's going through my mind is the the line from The Office. <laughs> no, no, God, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's uh, I, I like the Cleveland one from Family Guy a little bit better when his bathtubs yeah. falling from the second floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek Derek Carr is a dude, man. Yeah. Uh, he is a good quarterback, and I think with Sean Payton that could be or not Sean Payton. Uh, yeah, ain't Sean Payton I'm, there I, Yeah, I reverted back to four years ago. Um, but Derek Carr is a good quarterback, man. If he comes into the NFC South, he's automatically the best quarterback in the division right now. So, yeah, it's a – if Derek Carr is leaving Las Vegas, I wonder what quarterback's going in there. Rumor is it's old A.R. Rodgers. That's the rumor going around. Uh, Ke- yeah, A.A. Ron. Kevin Durant, Nets talk franchise direction. What direction is that franchise heading in, Billy? <laughs> Beats the hell out of me. <laughs> I bet you if you ask the Nets if what direction they're heading, they're going to be like – Ah, let's throw it. Yeah, give me an figure. Give me an honest answer. Give me an honest answer, Nets president. What direction are you heading in? It's the it's the emoji of the guy just throwing his hands up. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don Staley defends the Gamecocks after Gino Ariema comments the play they play the right way. Uh, They they South Carolina coach Don Staley strongly defended her top ranked Gamecocks on Tuesday. Following critical comments by UConn's coach Gene Ariema, uh, Ariema said that one of his players had bruises all over her body, and that the Gamecocks, uh, he's not sure what they're playing, uh, but the approach it is not basketball. He's not sure what the Gamecocks are playing out there, but it's, it's it's not basketball. It's just appalling what teams do to her. He said it's not basketball anymore. I don't know what it is, but it's not basketball. Wow, wow, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gino Ariema sounds like he just has his panties in a wad because his UConn girls aren't number one undefeated, all-world, amazing favorites to win the championship. That's what it sounds like to me. He he has been kind of pissy pants this year. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was about to make the uh, the migraine the migraine voice again for Gino Ariema, but I'll hold off. Uh, Aaron Rodgers to consider future during darkness retreat. Billy, please tell me you have read about this. I have read about this, and I did hear about this. And Dude, I, what is he doing? I don't know. <laughs> this is awesome, though. I mean, absolutely awesome. And you know what? Like. Uh, TMZ picked up on this. I mean, it it was it's been all over the news. So I love I love every part of this. And the f- the fun part for me is the fact that they keep they keep tagging. Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show, and it's all over social media at, at the Pat McAfee show. And I'm like, yes, Pat's hitting. The, the best part about that whole thing is when they tag the Pat McAfee show and they put the clip in there. The clip always ends with AJ Hawk asking Aaron Rodgers if he's going to keister a couple items <laughs> just to have in that dark room for him on like day or three or four if he gets hungry or thirsty or something. Right. I about lost him when he said that. But yeah, could, Billy, could you spend four days in a completely dark room with no human contact whatsoever? Uh, probably. Probably. I'm out. Dude, I'm, I am out. I, I got way too much ADHD to be in a dark room by myself. I would be. Have you ever seen uh, Martian Man? Is it Martian Man? Mission to Mars? What is it? It's a goofy movie with a goofy dude. I don't remember the dude's name. But he, whatever. He gets locked in like a solitary confinement thing. And he's like over there making sock puppets and has a whole play going on. He's locked in there and they go and open the door and he's like, hey, can you can you guys give me like a couple more days? I'm not done with this play yet. Yeah. Um, 100% you'd be you. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would go crazy. I would absolutely go crazy. So Aaron Rodgers will just decide on this future uh, during his uh, darkness retreat. You know Las Vegas approves. Sorry, let me. Go off. You know, no, you're good. You know how you were talking about your dreams are weird and talking about how yeah. they're they're of like real life stuff. I swear sure. you would you would commentate a football game that you made up in your mind. It's very true. And you would. You would ask your your color commentator Bryce Farling questions, and you would talk back to yourself. It's very true. Yeah, I actually do that normally with lights on and interacting with people. So, <laughs> who knows what I would get up to in the darkness? Um, that would be. That'd be. I mean, the only thing I would request is a bottle of lotion because I don't want my hands to get cracked and everything. I have my hands to be moist. Um, you know, I get I get like cuticles and stuff that peel off, and I hate that stuff. Uh, so uh, Las Vegas has approved a plan to hold the F1 race until 2032. That's a long, long, that's a, that's a huge contract. That's what, nine years, 10 years, I guess 10 years. Cause they include this year in the 30 in 2032. Um, that's going to be a spectacle, man. It's going to be on Saturday night in Vegas and they're going to race on the strip from what I understand. Um, I hope it is not a absolute debacle like the Miami GP was. It was a horrible race. Looking at the GP circuit and the layout right now, it looks terrible. It looks like the most boring, stale race um, possible. But uh, who knows? Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, next year, I think, is the first year of its iteration. Or is it this year? I think it's next year. I don't remember. But we'll we'll cover that on Track Talk. Uh, next week is our first episode, I think. Not real sure. Um, and today in 1996, Billy, the NFL in Cleveland allows Art Modell my good friend Dama's favorite person in the entire NFL to move his NFL franchise to Baltimore, but he had to leave the Browns moniker behind. So they moved to Baltimore and are named the Baltimore Ravones. 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 That's the French word for Raven. Ah, 
That makes sense. You didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. You got anything else to add today, man? No, let's get out of here. We've we've held up the people enough. <laughs> let's get out of here on a hump day. Everybody have a fantastic day. The weather is gorgeous. Get out and support all of these uh athletics that are happening around here. We got baseball, soccer, and lacrosse happening all outdoor sports and it's going to be a gorgeous gorgeous day to celebrate these athletes outside on a field hopefully full of grass not that terrible turf stuff but for billy lindahl i am bryce sparling we'll see y'all tomorrow same time same place